Hey everybody, this is Mike. Today is August 8th, 2020. Uh, some people call this, what, the Lion's Gate. Um, this time corresponds with the helical rising of the dog star Sirius. Very, very significant to the ancient Egyptians and all of the groups that um, find Sirius uh, <laughs> the dog star of significance. Um, we just came off of that uh, huge explosion within Beirut, um, which almost perfectly lines up with the 75-year anniversary of the bombs in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The 25-year anniversary of um, of uh, the birth of the internet. You know that happened uh, when um, when the the uh, IPO of Netscape Communications, which was the same day of the death of Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead. You know, I go in that in a video I made years ago about 20 called 2020, the next big thing. I think I made that in probably like 2017, 2018. That that was published. You can see that on uh, on the channel here. But it's um, <laughs> you know, we're uh, we're in interesting times right now. Um, like every day gets stranger and stranger. Um, in the manuscript, "The Art of War" by Sun Tzu. Uh, says that the most powerful or the most effective warfare is when you're when your opponent doesn't even realize there's a war being waged upon them and they don't even know who their enemy is and i would say that is uh what is happening to the majority of um, humanity right now um and it's it's almost like you know it's a bad movie it's a bad movie because what do we have here? We've got uh, we've got the we've got the what what is being told what, what what we're actually seeing or what's being presented through 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 the computer is that you know the supposed world's richest man is 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 utilizing organizations that which he privately funds to bolster an idea to inject the entire humanity with this sort of with this sort of uh, um, <laughs> like brand new technology technology of a vaccine, um, you know, it's it's like an Austin Powers film. You know, it's like Doctor Evil. This is literally what's happening. Like just like Doctor Evil, like he giggles when he says like you know what what's what what what's in store for humanity and like none uh regardless of how ridiculous it sounds you know it's 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 seemingly working and you know when you go and you 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 see this um you know this was floated out there for all of us about like you know the pervasive messages um for covid19 vaccine uptake you know it's like there's no hiding the fact that yeah they're they're focus grouping you know they already know what it's going to be said at least i would think you know it shouldn't be difficult like all of the conclusions of of the pervasive messages are you know those are the same techniques which have always worked and which they have been using but um you know you can see this is the game which is which is at um in play uh and you know this is how it's always done um it's escaping me right now but there was a a technique developed by the Rand Corporation um, 
uh, years ago where they would train people to go into um, like um, municipal uh, hearings and be able to gather some, the Delphi technique. That's what it's called, the Delphi technique. It's like, you know, how, a way which you would go to a public hearing and be able to get everyone on your side and really ostracize those who um, do not fit with your particular um, with your particular uh, viewpoint. You know, it's gaslighting. It's all of this sort of stuff, this, this emotional manipulation. That's what we're seeing is happening right now. And it's working. You know, I'm seeing people, and I, I think it's even more so than that. You know, I don't have any proof, but I'm open to this idea. I've seen people really in the last week, uh, people who I know very well who should be questioning and rejecting all of this based upon what their understanding and belief systems were um, prior to all of this quarantine stuff who are just accepting without any sort of question. And I'm like, how did that happen? How did they have this complete about face as it relates to either authority or natural health or anything like that? Which made me believe, I'm like, you know, is it, is it more, more, more insidious than just, um, than just like, you know, gaslighting manipulation. Like, you know, is there something which is actually, you know, brain mind control, whether through food, whether through the aerosols, um, whether through electromagnetic waves, through 5G, I don't know, but I'm definitely seeing strange, strange behavior. Which is kind of, uh, you know, the purpose of, of today's, of today's talk. Um, which is, um, and I, I hinted at it last week, and it, it's today's talk is about um, the real internet. Um, and so we begin with, well, what's the false internet? False internet's what we're using right now. It's an inversion internet. Um, we've talked about this many, many times, and 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 this is almost going to be like uh, if you remember the movie. Um, the movie Speed, you know, Keanu Reeves right here, you know, this came out in 94. Uh, the idea of the movie Speed is like, you know, you, you, there's this bus and it's going down the highway and if it drops below 50 miles per hour, it's going to explode. So what they need to do is get everyone off this bus um, uh, and onto another bus while not never dropping below 50 miles per hour. And they got to make certain that there's always a place for the bus to drive and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, this is a popular movie in 1994. But that's kind of the idea which, which is in front of us because we are all involved, addicted, you know, yours truly right here, you know, um, to this, this, to technology and primarily through the internet, which is why all of this stuff is going to happen because we're, you know, the, they're, they're going to, we're all addicted to needing phones and the computer technology and Zoom now to go and all that sort of stuff. It needs to go away. It needs to go away. And I don't believe that it is um, to go back to a hunter-gatherer lifestyle. That's not what I want, but it can't be what we have. And so that's why it's like speed. Like, how do we go from, from this one thing which is we can all see? Like, if you're watching this video, you know you know that the in the internet and technology is anti-human and anti-earth it came from darpa all of the language you know embedded in the companies it's all sick all of their symbology it is death 
and it is destructive. It is, it is everything on the internet from social media to gambling to porn to nonstop like materialism of buying things. It brings out the worst in humanity. You know you need to get off it, and you have been, we're all friggin' crack babies on this. We've all been born into it, and the technology has slowly been normalized as to like, oh, technology is great for us. But no, it's, it's not great for us, and we know that. But we need to have another bus to go off of, and that second bus is what I'm going to call is the right side up internet. We'll get to that in a moment. But I want to say this, I want you to keep this in mind right now. You know, we've got quotes like these which are often like, if, if you're familiar with them, if you've ever heard of these, they're always said kind of like, you know, in this, this idea of, oh, people in the past were so silly, they were so stupid, they weren't smart like us, you know. This guy uh, who is the commissioner of the U.S. Patent Office in 1889 said, everything that could be invented has been invented. Um, and like, oh, how silly. Well, if you look at that for another way, what they're saying is like, our life is so content right now, we don't need anything else. We don't need anything else. Same thing is said right here with this, you know, um, uh, quote from Ken Olson, the, the president of DEC, what was that, Digital Equipment Corporation? This was like, you know, a, a computer company from the 70s. He's like, you know, there's no reason for any individual to have a computer in their home. And I think this is taken a little bit out of context, but nonetheless, it, it reinforces this idea to all of us modern folks, like, oh, they were so silly then. Like, how can, how can you imagine what life would be like without technology, without all of, without being able to check your email constantly? It's like they did. They didn't, they didn't, there was not a need for it. People had satisfied, rich, full lives then. They're as fucked up then as they are now. Probably less. I'm going to say they're probably less, or maybe in a different way. But, we do not need the technology. We've gotten addicted to it. It was designed from the very beginning, from the hardware to the software, to make you addicted, to make me addicted, to make us all addicted. But we need to get off it. Because if you decide, if you say that this is the life which I need, I need the technology, I need my phone, I need to be in touch with people, I need this for my job, I need all this sort of stuff, well, guess what? You're going to take your vaccine with your, with your, with the, the, uh, you know, who knows what's going to be in it. You know, the little, the few things we know about, like the, the, the change in the, the, the gene editing software, but what else is in there? We do not know what it purposes, but if you don't want that, and that's the beauty of right now, it's become like, now we have this opportunity to move off of it. Um, there's this window. And so right now what I'm hoping to do is like, you know, encourage to, I'm still on the internet. I still have it. You know, I, I'm at a place right now. It's like, if you've ever given up cigarettes, if you've ever given up alcohol, if you've ever given up like any sort of substance, which you know that you don't, you, is not good for you. You do not want it in your body. You have to start with an idea. You need to come to this realization that, Hey, I'm going to give up this stuff. You know, maybe it's in a month from now, maybe it's in a year, but I know that this is something I'm going to give up. So that's where we are right now. I'm not exactly certain how it's going to work, but in order to go from one speeding bus to another, because if you don't have another speeding bus, what you're going to do is you're just going to jump off the speed bus and roll on the ground. You know, you're going to become like living a, a hunter-gatherer lifestyle, which maybe that's what you want. 
You know, who knows? I don't. I think that I think that we've been given like this this false dichotomy of of like, you know, you could either live in this really, really um, uh, they used to call it the Venus Project. Who remembers that? That was out like maybe about like eight years ago. Like that was what the future of the smart city was going to look like. The Venus Project where everything is controlled by by AI. Um, or you get to go and lived in a um, live in a uh, uh, in a hunter gatherer lifestyle, and you can't even live hunter gatherer lifestyle just because of private property and laws and stuff like that. But I'm suggesting there's probably more, and that's you know why this idea of Tataria and 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 there being other models of which humanity have lived in. You know, I say, quote unquote, high civilization, you know, typically civilization, anything which is hierarchical should be questioned regardless of uh, whatever, whatever ethnicity uh, you you can think of. If they have a, a hierarchy in their culture, it was sick. You know, whenever you've got like certain people living off of the other, whether that was found in South America, Mesoamerica, Europe, Middle the Middle East, Africa, Asia, they all had it. They all had hierarchical um, systems, and the people in the bottom of the rung always got got the shaft, and they were always fighting. It. They were always like put up against each other to fight, so that the people in the top can take advantage of it. This also is probably, you know, there's there's a link why the in in these hierarchical civilizations, you know, they're always eating um, uh, carbohydrates and sugars because of what that does to the brain. But you know, that's another topic. But that being said, there are other ways, or at least we have to begin to become open to other ways in which we live in a more sophisticated. Um, lifestyle, you know, what I mean by that is our entire existence is not survival. That when our survival needs are, are not in question, we can experience life in a much, much higher way. And that to me is the true nature of, of the higher civilization where we get to really understand the beauty of being human, the richness of our creativity, of our desire for travel, our desire to interact, our desire to, to have adventures. And so this is where the, the, the true internet, <laughs> you know, is coming into play. So what is the true internet? What is the real internet? Because we know what the false internet is. And we know it's false. So how do we know it's false? We know it's false because it comes from the military-industrial complex. We know it's false because everything which we do on the internet is bringing out anti-human um, behaviors. We know it's false because to actually make the hardware, we have to we have to destroy the earth. We have to, the, the, there's slave labor involved with building of it. Everything about it is false. It's inverted. We live in an inverted culture. You know, none of this should be a surprise to you. So then the question is, well, what is the true internet? And again, we're looking at this as an idea. You know, we've got to have another bus. And I'm not certain exactly how it's going to work. You know, I've definitely have clues and I've certainly seen many, many things in my own life. But, um, but let's begin. So, uh, begin to talk about like, what is the true internet? So I brought this up last week and last week I talked a lot about, um, about, uh, Dr. Williams and the synchronicities within my own life of all of the stuff 
um, of, of cleaning out his basement and how that tied into my life and, and the things which I took from it. And this right here is one of the books. Uh, and I took this from, um, from his library. You know, this would have just been thrown away. This was part of my compensation. I got to take some stuff. So it's called The Secret Life of Plants. The Secret Life of Plants is written in 1973, and it's by Peter Tompkins. And uh, the subtitle is A Fascinating Account of the Physical, Emotional, and Spiritual Relations Between Plants and Man. And so what this book is, is it goes through and it shows, all, it, it, it um, describes all of these different scientific experiments which were done in the 70s and in the 60s which showed um the sentient the 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 consciousness not only within um plants but then between humans and plants and you know i i'm i've been familiar with this idea but there was something which really really clicked with me um I've been holding this idea of the, the true internet for some time, and I used to think of it mostly as it relates to water, you know, through books like this, you know, the, the hidden messages of waters. And all of these books are highly controversial, and we'll get into the controversy about that a little bit more. So, so I'm saying we're beginning to look at this as ideas, and you'll understand a little bit more um, in a bit. But initially... Um, the 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 hidden water the hidden messages in water um was a demonstration of water being programmable and it could hold memory and all this sort of stuff and with all of the the research i've done on on um susquehanna alchemy the susquehanna river rivers in general all this sort of stuff like it went hand in hand um you know uh synchronicity being like the true algorithm like you know by being really connected through water is how we are able to really like hook up to this true um this true internet if you will but then when i saw this book again this 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 plant book i'm like whoa 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 it's not just water and i just like all of these things which were always in the back of my mind just started like really connecting so it's like you know there there's another popular book that came out like a I don't know, like five years ago, it was called The Hidden Life of Trees. And it's saying the same thing about trees, which we're seeing, which this book is saying about plants, about like the communication between the trees and their root systems and how everything is stored information and how how the, 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 the environment um, communicates not just between each other but then also within humanity and then we also know the same thing with mushrooms and then this whole idea of 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 crystals and minerals and then we begin to look at the actual internet which is made up of hardware which is made up of firmware and which is made up of software we begin to think of the real internet which is made up of hardware crystals minerals stones and we begin to 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 look at like firmware and you know and we've got like plants and we've got trees and then we got this software which is this water and we begin to see that there is this interconnection between the complete environment which we've always been surrounded in 
But the problem is, we've always kind of taken it for there are two things. I would say there's 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 two issues with 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 this natural internet. Is one is um, it's very subtle. Um, part of what has happened over the past hundred years, maybe even longer than that, is that we have been really conditioned to need like very very like strong intense um, uh, uh, messages to our senses you know and and so I'll give I'll give you an, and this happens by things becoming more and more refined so you know let's think about like um, cocaine you know it begins as the um, the coca leaf and that has a natural sort of like stimulant quality if one were to chew it and it's been chewed and used for a very very long time within humanity but then through a refining process of like really really becoming more and more like you know taking the the that little bit of of um of zing if you will and really really refining it um and then we get this substance which you know, is really undeniable. Like when, when, when cocaine hits your system, it is much, much more noticeable than, than chewing of a, a cocoa leaf. Um, but we also understand the immense destructiveness of this refineness. We see the same thing with uh, cacao and cocoa, you know, of like, you know, of, of the, the, the benefits of, of cacao to humanity, but then as it's refined, refined and added with sugar, you know, what that has done, um, and where, you know, your typical person, if they were to drink unsweetened cacao, you know, it would not be as pleasurable of an experience because they've become so accustomed to these very refined sort of experiences. But the same thing is true with what we've learned with like the internet so what truly is the internet like i've described you know all inversions um contain an element of truth and so the element of truth is the internet um shows an interconnection or place to store information to receive information where time and space are not limit are, are not limiting factors and if you look at all of these like books and like what they're suggesting and like maybe like kind of like becoming a little bit more subtle with the ideas and looking at them as a holistic picture as opposed to like individual um, uh, pieces that there is this interconnection um, throughout the environment that we find ourselves living in. And we are able to access information. We're able to store information. We're able to communicate information um, across great distances. I mean, you read these books and, you know, it talks a lot about how plants receiving information from the stars. And like, you know, you go and you look at the doggone people of, of, um, of, of Africa and their understanding of Sirius. Remember, that's where we began this talk. Um, and it's, and, and, you know, and you listen to the stories of, of the, the peoples in, 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 in the Amazon and they understood how to make ayahuasca because the plants told them stuff and like, and the plants told the, the doggone people about the truth of, of what's going on in the stars. Like this information is all around us, or at least there are hints that it's all around us. Um, but it's more subtle. And so maybe this used to always be kind of like hippy dippy kind of stuff, but it is becoming a necessity. It is becoming a necessity for your survival. Because if you do not jump off of this bus, 
if you're not jumping off of this bus to something else, you know, this is what you, this is your only option. If it's not this option, you fight it, which is still that option. You know, you're going to go and force yourself back into the system, into the system which you've been born into, which has been normalized. You're like, oh, I want to go back to how it used to be. It's never been yours. It's never been ours. It's always been inverted. And it's always been sick. There is a, a, and by sick, I mean anti-human, anti-earth. So what I'm hoping to do is introduce this idea and not saying it like, you know, these are just, you know, these, these ideas and books, but through experience. And this is one of the reasons I like to share my personal story, because I believe that is the true nature, the true benefit of being connected to this other true internet is it acts as your navigation for life in the same way google and google calendar and google whatever has become your navigation for life um that is an inversion and when you are truly connected and whatever that may mean you know maybe that means something different for different people uh with the true internet and now you, you got, now's the time it's got to get strong. You got to get off the old one and onto the new one. Not necessarily, not today, maybe not tomorrow, but coming up. Because if you don't, you don't have any other options. So this is where it's going to get really kind of, you know, we're going to get a little bit, a little bit tricky with this or a little bit more complex. So let's go to this right here. Uh, we'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. You know, this is accredited to, um, William Casey, the director of the CIA, supposedly said it to Reagan and, um, supposedly verified by, um, this woman who was on, um, May Brussel, she used to do this, this show back in, I want to say the eighties and nineties. Um, she who remembers, uh, uh, you know, when I first started going through my own personal, like research and waking up, you know, I, I got the, 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 um, all of her archives and listened to all of them. And it, it was immensely uh, significant for me. And I learned a bunch of stuff and that was very helpful. But this is where like this quote originates from, you know, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. Again, we don't know, but, but it came from a source which I've seen to be, which I've experienced to be accurate. But you know, that doesn't mean that it, it still cannot be, you know, I can't verify for myself. But that being said, um, you know, this is part of like what seems to be the, the CIA program. And the CIA and, and espionage and in state espionage and intelligence, um, is, is the key to the workings behind what's going on in our modern world, whether the CIA, whether Mossad, whether MI6. And this all goes back to John D, who was the original 007, who was also the inventor of, or the, the inspirer, I would say, for the computer technology, um, industry is the first computer was ENIAC. So the point I'm trying to make with all of that is like, it's always been connected. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because I made some reference to some books, right? I made reference to the secret life of plants and a lot of the secret life of plants. Um, Peter Tompkins was the author. He makes reference where all of this comes from is this guy, Clive 
Baxter, who was the first person really in the 60s who introduced the idea of, um, you know, plants being sentient. So when you just do like the simplest of scratching of the surface, you go and you see, um, let's see what we got here. Uh, yeah, here, here's some of the books. Secret Life of Plants, right here, 1973, by Peter Tompkins. The book documents controversial experiments that claim to reveal unusual phenomenon regarding plants, such as plant sentience, discovered through experimentation. Um, a lot of this experimentation has been claimed to have not been able to have been um, duplicated. Uh, you know, it goes back and forth. Well, the reason why I can duplicate it because the experimenter and consciousness plays into it. I don't know because I've never like played in. Actually, that's not true. That is not true at all. I've done my own experimentation and I have known that I have thought about flower. I have sat with a hibiscus tree and every day for 30 days I had envisioned a platonic solid in the base of that plant and after 30 days it flowered for 20 days straight like a different flower every day. So I know that happened from my own experience. Whether that's conclusive of anything, I don't know, but I do know that. I do know that synchronicity lines up in my life immensely. But we, we do know there's some controversy about this book. Um, I talked about The Hidden Life of Trees. This is um, this also uh, the author of that book. Here we go and see right here. It's Peter, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, the Hidden Life of Trees, uh, what they feel, how they communicate. It's very complementary concepts to The Secret Life of Plants. Um, and we could even say, in, or we could see in this book, uh, even this idea of the wood wide web is being introduced, which is, you know, really goes hand in hand to what I'm suggesting, just a little bit more... Um, uh, not as uh, um, as deeply, but let's go to the controversy. The controversy I talked about, Clive Baxter. He's the guy who began. Well, where, where did Clive Cleve, Cleve Baxter begin? He began with the CIA, <laughs> you know? Uh, he was an interrogation specialist for the CIA, best known for his experiments with plants using a polygraph instrument in the 60s that led to his claim of primary perception and that plants feel pain and have ESP. All right. So where a lot of Peter Tompkins, like original research began and you go and you read, look into Peter Tompkins. And where did he begin? He began um, uh, as uh a spy for the OSS. You know, he wrote a book called, um, he was, he was, he worked for the OSS and was utilized as an undercover agent in Italy in 1944 and wrote a book, A Spy in Rome. The OSS is the predecessor to CIA. So now we've got these two, like all of this idea of like plant sentience, which I've seen that to be true. Uh, supposedly a lot of scientists have been able to replicate these experiments showing the sentience uh a lot have said that they have not but we go and we see that these two they connect directly to the cia we could go back to mushrooms like the introduction of like magic mushrooms to the to the american public was through gordon wasson gordon wasson was um you know here he was the eth ethnomycologist he was the vice president of public relations for jp morgan and he worked for cia he did cia funded research you know it was his research 
that was on the cover of Time Life Ma or Life magazine in the I think it was in the early '60s, um, which introduced which introduced mushrooms and the psychedelic culture and the counterculture of the '60s. It all came from this guy. Uh, this guy worked for the CIA and he put it on like a Henry Luce's. He was the editor of Life magazine. He was Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones is where the CIA comes from, or the OSS. Like, when you begin to see, like, it is all connected. Let's go back to this. Guess what? You're right. We don't know. We don't know what to believe. Now, that does not necessarily mean that there's falsities. It just means that we need to go into it with a degree of of both skepticism and then also openness you know we are in unchartered territory right now so i guess i'm going to wrap this up right now um it looks like and we'll see we are on the verge of lockdown 2.0 and what i think is going to happen in lockdown point two point is or what seemingly is going to happen is it's going to be a lot worse in lockdown 1.0 and where it's going to get really bad is um the uh um it's going to be there's going to be consequences you know there's going to be it's going to be monitored uh fines jail uh all this sort of stuff you know maybe that was not in 1.0, it was not readily available. 2.0, it's going to be readily available. And so who knows what's going to happen. I personally don't believe that when... Um, a higher... Uh, the same the same level of consciousness which created the problem cannot solve the problem. You know, I don't think that... I don't think that... That facing it on the same level of consciousness is the solution. I think the solution is something much, much deeper. Um, but part of it is, is going to have to be, because this is how it's going to be monitored, or at least part of it is the technology. And this is going to be a motivation for needing to get off of technology. And what I'm going to be suggesting, and we're going to begin to play with it. I suggest you begin to play with it in a very, very real way, is what is the other bus which you can jump on to? Um, I hope to not be making these videos anymore because I don't want to be on technology anymore. And hopefully I, I'm going to be seeing people face to face. That's what they don't want, is it? But we know that that's where the solution is going to be. And the potentiality, because there is no going back, my friends. There's no going back to what life used to be. There's only envisioning of a new of a new story and a new narrative and hopefully you're not caught up in the dystopian future which has been planted in our minds through the Hollywood media system and we can start to come up with something which is much more um, much more pro-human much more pro-earth much more joyful much more growth much more adventure much more all of the things which we want for humanity much more creative much more artistic <laughs> whole lot more laughter so that is my that is my desire that is my intent that is my wish you know for me and my future and for those who i care about 
And, you know, if you're watching this video, that includes for you as well. So this is Mike. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Feel free to um, comment. Uh, for as long as we still need money systems, go to my website, SusquehannaAlchemy.com. Um, one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm, I'm, giving, I'm telling you your story. And so I do that called the Starboard Light. Right now, my website doesn't seem to be working. If that's something you're interested in, send me an email, and we can do this through PayPal, and I'll walk you through it. You fill out a form, and then we set up a thing. You know, <laughs> here's the hypocr hypocrisy. You know, I'm, we're going to be using the technology, but hopefully soon we won't be using the technology. But for as long as that's the case where we are right now, that's what we've got to use. But we got to start envisioning um, uh, a new way where. All of their systems are not where we live our lives. So with that being said, enjoy your day. Have some fun. Hug the ones you love. Um, start taking your natural world uh, in a new perspective. Uh, start to develop um, the ability to pick up much more subtle things. All right, I'm out of here. See ya.